Niggas acting tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter. The top spot, final boss you cross, that's when you ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk. Trigger finger streaks, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. Till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro, and this is episode 285. We are slowly getting to episode 300, and I promise you, episode 300 is going to be an absolute banger. You don't want to miss that. But we're here, 15 episodes away, episode 285. We're talking all about SmackDown episode 2 from September 2nd, 1999. But before we do, make sure you throw your ones up for the Bloodline, and then hit that subscribe button right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Also hit that subscribe button on the Circle of Debate. Make sure you follow the Bloodline on all social media platforms. Make sure you follow the Circle of Debate on all social media platforms. And follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Without you, there is no me. So shout out and salute all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers, all the great Circle of Debaters, and all the Bloodliners. The one-lining Bloodliners. I don't know. I'm stupid. But anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Before we get into the show, I got to I gotta plug the merch. Got to plug the merch. Make sure you cop some Circle Debate and Wrestling DeLorean Podcast merchandise right now. And also, you guys know the motherfucking drill. Make sure you go to manscaped.com and put in the promo code DeLorean for all your male grooming needs. Site-wide, 20% off. Just put in the promo code DeLorean, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to go back in time to WWF SmackDown episode 2 from September 2nd, 1999. We have a huge main event. We're going to see the collision of... The Rock and Sock Connection. We're going to see if we could crown a new number one contender for the WWF Championship. We're going to see if we could crown a new number contender for the Intercontinental Championship. All that and more. So strap in your seatbelts. We're going back in time to 1999. We're going to party like it's 1999 up in this bitch. You 
Ladies and gentlemen, episode two of SmackDown. Remember last week we talked about episode one. It was a huge episode. The first episode where the main event was Triple H versus The Rock. Special guest referee Shawn Michaels screwed The Rock out of winning the WWF championship. On Raw, The Rock and Sock Connection actually beats Undertaker and the Big Show for the tag team champions. So The Rock didn't win WWF title gold, but he did win the tag team title gold just a mere four days later. So let's get into SmackDown. We start off with China, who comes out for a number one contendership match for the Intercontinental Champion. She goes against Badass Billy Gunn. If you remember, last week we talked about Badass Billy Gunn pinning the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett, and Badass Billy Gunn getting that assist from China. But when China rose the hand of Billy Gunn, we thought we were seeing a DX reunion. Surprise, surprise, China drops to her knees. Boom, low blow to Billy Gunn's testicles, which I'm not proud to say testicles are a, a common subject we'll be talking about on this episode of SmackDown. The word testicles and testicular fortitude are talked about quite often on this episode of SmackDown, which goes perfectly with the Manscaped.com. So if you want to help your testicles, 20% off Manscaped.com. But anyway... With the low blow last week, we have the matchup signed for tonight. Opening matchup, it is Badass Billy Gunn versus China in an intergender matchup for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Champion. Before this matchup takes place, the Intercontinental Champion Jeff Jarrett comes out to ringside with Deborah and Miss Kitty. They will be doing commentary. Um, during this matchup, this matchup was interesting to say the least. Uh, China looked a little, you know sloppy in there like all respect to china rest in peace china absolute great but like she didn't have the best chemistry with billy gunn um in the end the referee gets knocked down and triple h comes to the ring and hits a pedigree on billy gunn helping his girl china pick up the victory triple h helps uh yeah triple h helps china become the number one contender for jeff jarrett's intercontinental champion and they will go one-on-one at unforgiven this is the famous good housekeeping matchup. But yes, we will see that matchup take place at Unforgiven in a mere two weeks. We see highlights from Monday Night Raw where the Rock and Sock Connection beat The Undertaker and The Big Show to become the new tag team champions. And then out comes The Big Show. Big Show during, well, by the way, on Raw, Undertaker walked out on The Big Show and Big Show had to do it two on one, just like he had to go four-on-one last week on SmackDown, Undertaker refusing to help the Big Show, teaching him tough love and making the Big Show defend those titles on his own. The Big Show had enough of it. He comes out and he says that if Undertaker ever leaves him high and dry again, it will be the last thing the Undertaker ever does. He likes to call himself the dead man. He will be a dead man for real this time. This leads to Paul Bearer coming out. He says, how dare you, Big Show? Slander the good name of the Undertaker. You will go backstage and you will apologize to an Undertaker. And while he's walking to the ring, he finally gets into the ring and Big Show just lays him out with a big boot. Nasty. Levels. Paul Bearer. This leads to Undertaker coming out because the Big Show says, I'm not here to talk to the messenger. I want to talk to the man. The Undertaker comes out. He goes face to face, toe to toe with the Big Show. And then he whispers something in the Big Show's ear, which totally psychologically fucked up the Big Show. You saw Big Show went from wanting to fight Taker to 
a broken man. And then Undertaker says, it's kind of funny what you did to Paul Bear. Uh, but if you ever, ever say my name one more time like that and try to call me out, if you ever disrespect me again, then I'll rip your throat out, boy, and I'll choke you out with your own tongue. Then they walk off. Out comes Mankind McFoley for the next segment. He says that he was, when he was 14 years old, he used to play a video game called Electronic Football. And he remembers one day after school, 14 years old, going to his room and feeling a little, you know, it was a little hot in the room. So he stripped down naked. Mick Foley was naked on his bed playing electronic football while his mother walked in and saw him naked. Mick Foley said that this might have been the most embarrassing moment of his life in the last 20 years. That was until he lost one-on-one -on -one to Shane McMahon last week on the debut edition of SmackDown, making that even more embarrassing than your mother seeing you naked. He says that he vows that he will get his revenge and he will get even on Shane McMahon. But he is not here today to talk about Shane McMahon. He is here to talk about his new tag team partner, the great one, The Rock. He says The Rock has testicular fortitude. He says The Rock has big testicles to go one-on-one -on -one against Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, against Shane McMahon, and just defying all authority. And he says, I am proud to have a partner with big testicles like The Rock. The Rock then comes out. The Rock is a huge ovation, by the way. And he says to Mick Foley, he says, let's not get it twisted. Two things. We are not friends. We're not buddies. We're not pals, Mick Foley. And don't you ever talk about The Rock's testicles again. He says that, mankind, you are not my friend, but you may be one of the craziest son of a bitches I've ever stepped in the ring with. And I will hold this gold with you, but don't you get in my way. We're going to win these matches because the people, the rock, the great one is going to win these matches as the tag team champions. Out comes Vince McMahon, well, out comes Shane McMahon along with Triple H in China. Shane McMahon says, isn't it cute? We have the rock and mankind who had a blood feud last year and all for the beginning of 1999. Look at them. They're, they're over here trying to be friends, trying to be partners, trying to hold gold together. He says, but shouldn't the only gold that matters in the WWF be the WWF world champion? He says, shouldn't you guys want to hold that gold more than you want to hold the tag team gold? If so, then tonight we're going to crown a new number one contender for the WWF championship. We're going to see The Rock versus Mankind. One-on-one -on -one. tag team champions colliding in the ring and he said there will be no power puff there will be no shaking hands there will be no laying down on the mat and letting your opponent win the matchup he says because if any of you lets your opponent win the matchup you will both be suspended indefinitely without pay for six months and he says as for triple h triple h you will show tonight why you are the wwf champion you'll show tonight why you are the most dominant wrestler in the wwf today by going against that bald-headed son of a bitch. And that's the bottom line, because Shane McMahon said so. The crowd goes crazy. We all think that Stone Cold Steve Austin is returning from injury to go against Triple H tonight. May not be the case. 
But Triple H definitely thinks that it's Stone Cold that Shane McMahon is talking about. So Triple H is pissed off. Backstage, we see X-Pac telling Kane to stay in the back tonight. I don't want your help. I don't want people to say I'm just Kane's little friend. I don't want people to say that the only reason why I'm at where I'm at right now in the WWF is because Kane has my back. Everyone's scared of Kane, so everyone's scared of me. No, I want to stand on my own two feet. So tonight when I face Chris Jericho in his second matchup in the WWF, I want to win by my own accord. Next, we get that match. We get X-Pac versus Chris Jericho. Before the matchup, Ken Shamrock comes running down to chase Chris Jericho. X-Pac stops Ken Shamrock and says, please, let me handle this. I'm so sick and tired of people fighting my battles for me. Let me handle this. I could take Chris Jericho out on my own. So Ken Shamrock agrees, reluctantly agrees. He leaves the ring. He's like, you could face Chris Jericho tonight. But after that match is done, after those, after that bell rings, after that ding, 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 Chris Jericho's ass belongs to the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. During the matchup, we have a, it was a very good matchup, very athletic matchup and good chemistry between X-Pac and Chris Jericho. You know, this is a random thought, but 1999, X-Pac came so far. Like I'm thinking it was only about six years ago. We've seen X-Pac debut on Raw as the one, two, three kid pinning, Razor Ramon, here he is in a match with Chris Jericho, killing it with Jericho. On the ramp, though, we see Undertaker and The Big Show who come out, who is still feuding with Kane and X-Pac at the time. Great matchup, like I said. In the end, Undertaker sends The Big Show to take out X-Pac. So we get a no DQ. We, we get a DQ here. The Big Show takes out X-Pac with a huge choke slam, and when he turns around, X-Pac's partner Kane is there. Kane takes out The Big Show. Undertaker gets on the mic and says, Kane, you're pathetic. You're becoming less of a monster the more you hang with that mortal X-Pac. He says, the more he's vulnerable, the more you show vulnerabilities. And because you're showing vulnerabilities, me and the Big Show are going to tear you apart. We then see a limo pull up. And it is believed that that's Stone Cold Steve Austin in that limo to go against Triple H. We get that matchup right now. Triple H makes his way to the ring. It is Triple H versus that bald-headed son of a bitch that Shane was talking about. Shane McMahon comes out and he says that it's time for Triple H to prove that he is the game. Prove that he is leaps and bounds above everybody else here in the WWF. He says, time to bring out that bald-headed son of a bitch. As we could predict, it was not Stone Cold. It was Gilbert. Gilbert, the current light heavyweight champion comes out for his matchup with triple h this was three years before triple h was facing the real goldberg but here he has a matchup with gilberg and gilberg actually hits a spear on triple h three times in this matchup and gets a very close near fall just imagine if gilberg pinned the wwf champion triple h what kind of what kind of you know Champion is Triple H if he can't even beat Gilbert, a comedy act, a fucking, a fucking guy who is pretending he's a someone else. Triple H, though, in the end, wins with the pedigree. One, two, three. Next, we get the infamous segment that I talked about last week where the big boss man feeds Al Snow his dog pepper. Absolutely disgusting. This is WWE trying to be shocking for the sake of being shocking. Wasn't needed. Stupid shit like this is not needed when you have such great show like you have such great storylines you have real compelling storylines and then you get shit like this 
you can miss me with this whole I'm going to cook your dog and feed it to you. Fuck that shit. Anyway, we get now the number one contendership match between The Rock and Mankind. Lots of intensity in this matchup. Neither are giving each other any like leeway. They're both beating the shit out of each other. Both want a shot at Triple H. Both have a claim for Triple H. They want to both become the new WWF champion. In the end, though, we get no winner. Shane McMahon, Triple H, and China interfere. They take out The Rock and Mankind. Next, we get... Val Venus versus Ken Shamrock. Val Venus loses the matchup. Ken Shamrock wins. Chris Jericho comes out, lays him out with a chair. But more importantly is the next segment where Shane McMahon comes back out with Triple H in China. This is now the fourth or fifth time we've seen Triple H on this show. This is the fourth time we've seen Shane on this show, the fifth time we've seen China. A lot of airway, a lot of airtime for Triple H, China, and Shane McMahon. They said that because there was no victor in the matchup between The Rock and Mankind, Triple H will have Unforgiven off because there is no number one contender. He tried to make a number one contender, but there is no number one contender. No one won the matchup between The Rock and Mankind. This leads to Test coming out with Stephanie McMahon and Linda McMahon, who was in the limo. And Linda McMahon says they did not get away scot-free because tonight we will see a tag team title matchup because it will be The Rock and it will be Mankind defending their tag team titles against Shane McMahon and Triple H in the main event of this SmackDown. Speaking of tag team matches, we have a tag team gauntlet match. It is the APA. They first start off the match. They go against the New Brood, a.k.a. the Hardy Boys. The APA beats the Hardy Boys. Really fun little opener here. Then the APA goes against the BWO. And now, side note, I, I knew the Blue Meanie was in the WWF. I knew the Blue Meanie was in WWF. I knew Stevie Richards was in WWF. I never remembered the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards teaming up in the WWF. I never remembered Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie being a team in the WWF. We all know the BWO and their team history in ECW, but not in the WWF. So interesting that they were a team here in this gauntlet matchup, but APA beats the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards. Next, it is the APA going against Christian and Edge. Edge and Christian and APA, no one gets the victory here because we have the debut of the, 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 the Dudley Boys who come in and take out both the APA and Edge and Christian with two by fours. And I think that this matchup was awesome. Great to see the BWO. Great to see the debut of the Dudley Boys. Great to see Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. Really cool here. Showing the future of what we're going to have in that tag team division. And a lot of ECW influence with the BWO and the debut of the Dudley Boys. Really cool to see the Dudley Boys in their tie-dye in the WWF. I forgot that they wore that tie-dye in the WWF. I thought that they always wore the camouflage and they did the tie-dye in ECW. But really cool to see the tie-dye Dudley Boys, the ECW Dudley Boys, in the WWF. Main event time, we have tag team title match. It is Shane McMahon teaming up with the WWF champion Triple H to go against Mankind and The Rock. Lots of fun in this matchup. Huge ovations for The Rock and Mankind in this matchup. In the end, Mankind and The Rock pick up the victory when The Rock hits the people's elbow on Triple H for the victory. One, two, three. Not only does Mankind and The Rock retain their tag team golds, but now The Rock has a clean pinfall victory over the WWF champion Triple H. So does that mean we will be seeing Triple H versus The Rock for the WWF champion at Unforgiven? You got to stay tuned to find out. This was a really fun episode of SmackDown. I'm giving it a strong three out of five stars. I loved it. Go out of your way to check this out. 
Uh, episode two is not as strong as episode one. I'm going to say that. But episode two is just as fun. I liked it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for riding with me for this long week. We talked about Raw on Monday. We talked about TNA Bound for Glory on Tuesday. ECW Hardcore TV on Wednesday. Ring of Honor on Thursday. And SmackDown episode two here on Friday. But we're not done. We have a lot Great more, con- we have a lot more great content on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So tune in for all that. Hit that subscribe button. We have a lot of content on the Circle of Debate. Hit that subscribe button. Circle of Debate. We're going to be having a new episode this Sunday. You don't want to miss out on that. I love you guys. Stay strong, stay safe, stay positive. I will catch you all next week. This is Mike De Niro signing out of the Rest of the Lauren podcast. You guys are the best. I, I, I love you guys so fucking much. Like, I, you know what? Before I sign out, I just want to say, This week has been fucking amazing. And I can't thank you guys enough for all the love, support, the downloads, the listens, the subscribes, the follows. You guys have made this week absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling Glory Podcast, the Bloodline, and the Circle Debate. One love. Peace out, y'all. Have a great weekend.